Welcome to the Scarlet Faithful Podcast. I am your host and co-founder, Aaron Brightman. Thanks so much for joining me today, Tuesday, May 9th. And I wanted to uh, start this podcast and really kind of focus on Rutgers women's basketball for this episode, uh, some recruiting news the past few days. Um, I really kind of wanted to give kind of an update on the roster uh, as things are starting to, to really develop. And Coquise uh, Washington, starting from the beginning, you know, was hired last year and uh, kind of late in the offseason following the retirement of C. Vivian Stringer. Obviously a Hall of Famer, but also kind of difficult circumstances for uh, Coquise to come in. And, you know, I honestly thought uh, she was taking a big risk going into last season with just eight scholarship players. Um, you know, just from an injury standpoint, things could have gotten derailed at any moment uh, last season. And to her credit and to the team's credit, they kept battling throughout. Uh, and they, you know, everyone survived and they got better. They got better. Uh, they went 12 and 20 overall, 5 and 13 in the Big Ten. But, you know, I was looking at the results from last season. Um, and just in covering them last year, I remember that uh, tournament, that Feast Week tournament they played in, uh, you know, and they had uh, Tennessee, South Dakota State, Texas, back to back to back, three days in a row. They lost by 40 points, 19 points, 38 points, three days in a row. That's rough uh, for a team with just eight scholarship players. Uh, I, I think just the culture alone um, – for them to keep fighting is a huge positive just in terms of seeing how they grew as the year went on. I think it's a huge endorsement for Cokies Washington. Obviously she has a, a very uh, good coaching staff as, as well. Nikki McCray Penson, um, Tasha Pointer, uh, two in particular that have, uh, you know, obviously uh, Pointer has long Rutgers ties, um, but uh, Pearson, you know, or, excuse me, Nikki McCray, uh, Pearson had uh, not only a great WNBA career, but coaching career as well, coming into Rutgers. So really strong staff. Um, and uh, also, uh, I didn't want to not mention John Hampton, who is uh, a little bit younger, but up and coming. And um, I think that that staff as a whole, along with Coquise, is really strong. And to see that team make progress the way they did, I mean, you know, you're talking also later in the season. They went to Iowa, who, you know, made the national championship, just fell short. Caitlin Clark uh, lost by 40, 54 points, gave up 111, lost by 54, come home, beat Northwestern. So it was those kinds of moments for me, especially, you know, we went through this with Steve Peichel. There's little things you're looking for in those first few years when you're rebuilding such a, um, you know, monumental task. Uh, and she really did have to start from scratch. So to see those kind of moments last season, um, you know, they had a big win at home against Nebraska. Uh, and I'm just looking at the schedule here. Yeah, they beat Nebraska. Uh, they won two in a row in Nebraska and then at Minnesota. That was definitely a moment where you're like, okay, um, you know, this team's getting better. This team's getting better. Uh, and Kayleen Smichael ended up being one of the best freshmen in the Big Ten uh, last year. Um, Huge numbers, 17.9 points, 4.5 rebounds. She averages two and a half steals, you know, almost two assists per game. She shot 40% from the floor overall, but 36% from three on 155 attempts, 79% from the line. She was dominant. She was a dominant scorer. She made, 
you know, I, I thought she should have been Big Ten freshman of the year. She wasn't. She made all uh, freshman team. She also made all uh, second team overall. Uh, but she's she's a huge piece to work from. So to have a freshman, true freshman like that in your first year is a rebuild. Huge development. And then China Cornwall, who's been with the program a long time, uh, really developed as well under uh, Washington. 9.5 points, 8.6 rebounds. She was a double-double machine. She averaged almost a block a game. She shot 40, let's see, oh, 50, yeah, 51% from the floor. She was a huge presence inside. She was a better defender. So she's going to be back. So both of them, Smichael and Cornwell, are back. Also got a confirmation that uh, Awasidabe is back for one more year. Um, you know, she ran the points, 9.3 points, 5.2 rebounds, uh, a little over three assists a game. Um, she also had almost two assists a game. Uh, definitely turnovers were an issue last year for the team as a whole. Um, but, you know, she's really athletic. She's back. Six of the eight uh, scholarship players from last year are back. Uh, yeah, Cassandra Brown, the transfer from St. Peter's, she was real solid last year. Uh, 8.1 points, 5.2 uh, rebounds. She shot uh, 46% from the floor, 81% from the free throw line. So she's back. Uh, Erica Lafayette, who's also came in with Cornwell, you know, she uh, was a key player off the bench, 5.7, 2.5, uh, averaged uh, also almost two assists a game. You know, she uh, could defend on the wing and on the perimeter. Uh, so she's back, gives you some versatility there. And then also you have uh, Antonia Bates, who was a true freshman, you know, and she uh, really was a good defender. Uh, offensively, didn't wasn't able to do too much, but I think she's a player that could develop under this staff and really end up being a, a very, very good player for this team. So you have uh, Smichael, Cornwall, Sidibe, Brown, Lafayette, and Bates back. Then you added Jillian Hoyter uh, midway last year. Her brother Kevin is one of the best shooters in the NBA, started Maryland. She's a shooter as well. She's going to have to physically develop. That's why they got her in so early. I think that was huge. So we'll see what she can do coming into this year. That's seven on the roster. And then the transfer portal, two huge additions in the last two and a half weeks. Destiny Adams, former McDonald's All-American uh, former Gatorade Player of the Year for New Jersey, started Manchester Township, averaged 30 points in high school. Played in North Carolina the last two years. Uh, was a you know key key uh, rotational player for them. Really uh, was a big defender for them. Uh, offensively, didn't do a ton. Wasn't asked to do a ton, uh, but she could score inside. Uh, she's super athletic. She could play multiple positions. She could defend multiple positions. Uh, she definitely hasn't reached her potential uh at the collegiate level yet and she's going to play a big role for Rutgers obviously and then you have Maya Petticourt a uh, point guard uh was a four-star in high school top 100 recruit um Adams was a five-star Petticourt played one year at Texas A&M she didn't play a ton for a new coach uh but she you know she played in the big 12 I mean uh she actually had a really good game against South Carolina uh, which is defending national champs at the time they made the final four obviously uh, so she's got some big game experience already. Uh, so both of those transfers coming in, that's nine scholarship players, uh, on the roster so far, obviously they need to add at least two more, but to add those two, uh, really talented pieces that, you know, are looking to fulfill their potential, um, along with your core back from last season, culture wise, it's really important and, um, really encouraging. Uh, and then 
on top of all that, Zakara Perkins, four-star, uh, committed this past weekend from Texas. She was an All-State player. Um, and, you know, her mother, Demaya Walker, uh, uh, was a 12-year WNBA player. Uh, and I didn't want to get her last name wrong. Uh, Demaya Walker and now Wheatfall. Um, you know, she had a great career at Virginia. She was an uh, All-American at Rancocas Valley uh, in New Jersey. So there's New Jersey ties there. Um, I'm sure the WNBA, I mean, um, you know, they didn't all cross paths in terms of uh, playing with each other, but I'm sure they, you know, uh, Coquise uh, and uh, McRae know Demaya Walker. I'm not saying that's why they got her, but, you know, th that, that relationship, that credibility, that's huge. Relationships are everything in recruiting. So, uh, you know, watching Perkins on film, I mean, she is – she has a motor. Uh, she's really aggressive. She plays really hard. Uh, she can score multiple ways. She's a defender. She can defend the perimeter. She's a rebounder. She can do it all. And I think she's a huge addition for this program. Again, class of 24 won't be on the team next year. But bit by bit, Coquise Washington is adding really talented players to the program. Uh, you know, it was a little quiet there that first month in the offseason after this past season. It was fair to be a little nervous after, you know, only having eight scholarship players coming into this past season. Uh, but again, what that team was able to do, uh, again, 12 and 25 and 13, not the goal, not what you want. But first year, circumstances uh, being, you know, pretty clear in terms of getting a late start, kind of starting from scratch with the roster. It really is. I think we'll look back on it and say that first year was huge in terms of developing the foundation, but also, the, the 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 small accomplishments they made along the way and now boom you have six of the eight back uh really all your key players from last year kai carter did have you know uh was solid off the bench uh and abby streeter was a shooter uh abby streeter's graduated uh, kai carter transferred i do think they need to add at least another shooter i think they need to add someone else inside um you need to get two more, I think, at least, uh, you know, maybe maybe they're not going to fill out the whole roster at 13. That's four more players, but you got to get two. I think you definitely need to get a shooter, uh, three-point shooter that they need to add to that mix. But it's, you know, really intriguing roster right now, I think. And um, uh, it's great to see. It's great to see. I've had Coquise Washington on the podcast twice now. She's super enthusiastic. You know, I mean, she had a lot of success at Penn State. Uh, before things kind of, you know, slowed down for her there. Uh, she was at Notre Dame as an assistant. I mean, she's got she's got a real pedigree, both as a player uh, and, and as a coach. And, um, you know, her reputation is, is, is really, I think, starting to show just in terms of how she's developing the team, but also the players she's bringing in now. Methodically, you know, she didn't panic last year. She didn't add players just to add players to the roster. She knew what she was comfortable with. She got the most out of those eight players. And now she's adding some big-time talent that hasn't been fully developed at the collegiate level. It's it's exciting. You know, if you like hoops, if you like women's basketball, if you're proud of Rutgers women's basketball history, uh, this, is, this is a real positive sign. There's a lot to like about this program. Uh, and, and I think the last few weeks has been really indicative of where things are going. Uh, so wanted to really cover that a couple more things wanted to mention, uh, Megan ball named big 10 defender of the year for women's lacrosse, uh, on, uh, Monday, uh, she's, you know, had a tremendous career at Rutgers. Uh, obviously they were one game short 
I talked about it on Monday. One game short of making the NCAA tournament, uh, but she had a tremendous year. Uh, last year, teammate Cassidy Spillis was named midfielder of the year. This year, uh, Megan Ball wins Big Ten defender of the year. Uh, so that's huge. And then uh, congratulations to her. And then baseball, which we touched on as well. Christian Coppola, um, you know, dominant start again this weekend. Uh, true freshman. Um, Steve Owens showing that he can adjust mid-year uh, by switching up the rotation, moving Coppola to that uh, Friday starter, that ace role. Uh, and he's been dominant in three of his last four starts. I uh, struck out 13 against Penn State. Uh, they swept Penn State uh, this past weekend. Struck out 13, uh, gave up uh, one run in seven innings. Uh, and, uh, you know, he leads the league now in 13 uh, strikeouts in a performance. It's not the second time in the last four starts. He's gone seven plus with 12 plus strikeouts. He's the only pitcher to do that in the Big Ten. Uh, that's, I mean, that's phenomenal. To, and it's right after Owens promoted him. Uh, so it's great to see, again, with all these programs, it's about bringing in talent, establishing depth, developing that talent. And that's how Rutgers programs are going to succeed. You know, they're not going to just bring in five-star, five-star, five-star. They're going to bring in, you know, talented players, but that are coached, developed, and able to get better. And Steve Owens is, he's a great coach. He really is. Uh, he just celebrated um, that milestone this past year. He just got his hundredth win with Rutgers. Just got a thousand wins uh, in his coaching career. Um, and uh, congratulations to Christian Coppola, Big Ten uh, Freshman of the Week. So a couple accolades there sprinkled in uh, on top of Rutgers women's basketball. Wanted to go through that. They did announce Destiny Adams officially on Monday. Uh, and I, you know, thought with that and then Perkins committing, uh, there's a lot of positive news. Petticourt, you know, will be announced uh, soon enough. And, you know, they're going to have to add a couple more players. But uh, that roster is really taking shape. Um, in terms of, of being able to make a leap forward next year in the Big Ten. We'll see what their schedule ends up being, but uh, definitely exciting times for Rutgers women's basketball uh, and more to come. So check out all my coverage at thescarletfaithful.com. have a few football uh, articles. I have some men's basketball. We're on Portal Watch. It's Tuesday. The Portal closes on Thursday. Talked about our Monday Mawat Mag. Uh, the rumors uh, does appear that things – you know, knock on wood is looking better uh, in terms of him wanting to stay. And again, not going to speculate what the reasons are. Remember, these are college kids. Uh, ideas, you know, recruiting is is not a uh, it's a complicated business, you know. And with the transfer portal with NIL, anything's possible. So if Rutgers is able to retain Moat Mag, obviously huge. Uh, so a little bit on the edge of our seats the rest of the week. Uh, and hopefully we can, you know, have a little bit of a celebration on our Friday podcast. So we'll see what happens. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Find all my coverage at thescarletfaithful.com. Hope you like this new daily edition. We'll have some guests coming up soon as well. And uh, have a great day.